This is the Mirror Project Podcast, an ongoing documentary series that sheds the light on the inconsistencies of the pandemic and the relationship between governments, tech giants, big pharma, and mainstream media. To watch the full video series, go to www.mp-22.com. You are listening to The New Normal. It breaks my heart when I walk in the streets and see the floor outside shops painted with the social distancing marks. When I go to my local shop and I see the old man in there struggling to hear me behind the newly installed protective glass. While we have been imprisoned in our homes, they have been preparing the new fear infrastructure out there. All this for what? Is it just the bitter mechanics of life? I can hear the majority say, this is what we have to do to survive. That's what the science says. For those, I say what is happening now is a disgrace to science. Just like religion has always been hijacked to serve their agendas. Welcome to the 2020 upgrade. Now they hijacked science. We are all for science and betterment of mankind, but it must be examined and scrutinized when new evidence is introduced. Let's look at the definition of the word in the dictionary. Science is the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. Look at the key words activity, study, observation and experiment. It's process of inquiry and that's not what we are seeing right now. When the establishment scientists get it wrong, and they have been a few times, all the wrong computer modeling is just one to mention. The numbers we've seen are consistent with a very, very wide range. From, a, from an epidemic that will kill two to four million people on one end, and an epidemic that will kill 50 to 50,000 to 100,000 people on the other. That's, a, that's an incredibly broad range. And the policies you do to avoid two to four million deaths are very, very different than the policies you do to avoid you know, 50,000 to 100,000 deaths. They say it's a new disease and it's uncharted territory. Yet, when it comes to the lockdown, they seem to be 100% certain and adamant that the steps they are enforcing are the only way forward until a solution is produced in 18 months, a time frame that has been echoed around from day one, which makes me wonder. First of all, we now have a name for the disease, and it is COVID-19. 19. For instance, the first vaccine could be ready in 18 months. We would not have a vaccine that would even be ready to start to deploy for a year to a year and a half. That is the time frame. If everything goes perfectly uh, with the RNA approach, we could actually beat the 18 month. I have a few questions on my mind. I don't know the answers to these questions. But before I start, I need to let you know that I will avoid the use of some words that are deemed to be controversial according to YouTube policies nowadays, so I need you to pay attention. 
how are the experts so sure of reducing the V in that time frame? Can they create a safe V when they are still debating whether wearing a mask is beneficial or harmful? And if the scientists can be that effective, why has the no V been developed for AIDS? I mean, we had it now for over 35 years. Regarding the lockdown, am I alone in thinking it is illogical to lock the population in their homes? While flights from around the world are pouring in every day without quarantine. Why no one talks about Sweden's approach. They did not have a lockdown. Closing schools, more stringent measures like that, closing borders. You cannot do that for months or years ahead. But uh, what we're doing in Sweden, we can continue to do for a long time. And I think that's going to prove to be very, very important in the long term. For hundreds of years, we relied on herd immunity. Viruses kill people. End of story. The flu kills people, COVID kills people. But for the rest of us, we develop herd immunity. And when we look at people that have locked down and people that haven't locked down, we have massive data. It is not statistically significant whether you lock down or not. So why are we doing it? They are not worse off, yet the media insisted on making them look irresponsible because they are creating inconsistencies to the main narrative. Crisis? What crisis? In Sweden, things look almost normal. Sweden is taking a relaxed approach to the lockdown in Sweden. In Sweden, they've taken a different approach. Stockholm has so far stopped short of introducing a lockdown. Spring sunshine in Stockholm and life goes on much as normal. People are already suffering. The death rate in Sweden is accelerating faster than other Scandinavian countries. What about the non-COVID-related deaths? In the UK, in the first two weeks in April, there were 6,000 extra deaths recorded that are non-COVID-related. Sick people, cancer patients, people waiting for surgeries, all not getting treatment. Elderly are getting sick, but suffering quietly in fear of going to hospitals and contracting the virus, and they are dying slowly. Why are the mainstream media not talking about these cases? I thought this whole thing was to protect the elderly. The child abuse, alcoholism, loss of revenue, all these are, in our opinion, a significantly more detrimental thing to society than a virus that has proven similar in nature to the seasonal flu we have every year. What do we say to all those scientists that have been speaking out against the official version? You, you doctors that are watching this, and I see a lot of you right here, why are you not getting loud? I'm here to defend you, I'm here to defend my freedoms, I'm here to defend my family's freedoms, my patients' rights to choose what to do with their life. I'm just blown away, and I'm blown away why there are not more doctors like me talking about this all over the place. We should be banding together right now. You need to wake up because your liberties are getting taken away from you all because of fake news that's out there. This is wrong. People should be going to jail for this stuff. History changing decisions are being made due to these figures despite the fact that they are flat out wrong based on data that is insufficient and often inaccurate. When it comes to COVID-19, there is the additional data skewer that is, get this, there is no universal definition of COVID-19 death. The Center for Disease Control updated 
from yesterday, April 4th, still states that mortality, quote unquote, data includes both confirmed and presumptive positive cases of COVID-19. That's from their website. Translation, the CDC counts both true COVID-19 cases and speculative guesses of COVID-19 the same. They call it death by COVID-19. They automatically overestimate the real death numbers by their own admission. If you study the numbers in 2017 and 2018, we had 50 to 60 million with the flu. And we had, uh, we had a similar death rate. In the deaths in the United States were 43,545 similar to the flu of 2017-2018. We, we always have between 37 and 60,000 deaths in the United States every single year. Did we dismiss their experience, education, data and studies? If so, why? Because they do not work for the World Health Organization or a government entity. Does that mean they are wrong? It's beyond comprehension how a society can be so fooled that the types of propaganda continue to where they're just driving us to hate each other. So it's not the scientists who are in any way dishonest. They're listening to people who for more than 40 years have controlled who gets funded, what gets published. And I'm sorry to say many, many people will simply take the money and the fame and that support, things that absolutely aren't true. The CDC fundamentally is highly corrupt. They have a revolving door with pharma. Their entire emphasis is always on reactionary solutions, on vaccines and medical interventions, not really on promoting immune health. Whether you agree with the current measures or not, you cannot deny that all these are valid logical questions that deserve at least to be looked at. And these are only a few to mention. I don't want to bore you. I am a simple man and my mind wanders sometimes. When I'm walking around the empty streets of the city, barely seeing a face, and when I do, the face is covered, and all I can see is the fear in their eyes. And the sad thing is, if the masked face heard me saying what I'm saying to you, they will shout and say all this is conspiracy stuff, and it's hurting people. Employing logic and simply questioning things now kills people. This is how they divide us. It's the oldest trick in the book and you can see it around already. We keep hearing politicians hiding behind the science, behind a version that seems to be absolute and cannot be questioned. And at times you can see the excitement in their tone when it comes to extending lockdowns. And with the help of mainstream media, they have created lockdown porn. This is why we need to have a platform away from media's experts. A platform that creates a safe space for all scientists in real world to submit findings about any abuse and discuss it with other science in an open dialogue for all to see and make up their own minds. What happens now is you get people many with the right intentions, making outlandish conspiracy claims, inventing ridiculous solutions like drinking bleach. All this noise masks the real issue and gives ammunition to mainstream media to ridicule and dismiss any valid inquiry into this topic.
see when MP-22 platform is live, we will have the category for science in the map and inside different topics. For each topic, there are two segments. One is for the public to comment on, on that topic. Another with expert segments, where only experts in the field are allowed to submit their studies and findings for the public and other experts to see. This way, we have an open space for all experts in the field to discuss and focus at an issue at one time. We have the technology. It will be foolish not to focus our efforts to tackle some of these issues effectively and spread awareness. The second wave of COVID-19 coming, which they're already talking about. I mean, guys, we can't predict the, the market, right, for the next day or two, but they're telling us that what virus is going to come out and when it's going to come out. And Dr. Fauci came out in 2017 and said that there's going to be a surprise pandemic in this presidency. And now they're talking about the second wave coming. I know that they know that there's a second wave coming. There is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease. And we have certainly a large burden of that. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. There will be a surprise outbreak. There will be a surprise outbreak. This is no way to live. And we know this is not going to be over soon. They will ease the lockdown for a bit, let us out. Then they seem to be certain of a second wave. So they lock us back up again. Eventually, people will get used to it. This is the new normal they refer to. The risk of a second spike. The risk of losing control of that virus. A new wave of death and disease. But also an economic disaster. And we would be forced once again to slam on the brakes across the whole country and the whole economy. And reimpose restrictions in such a way as to do more and lasting damage. You know when you look at the horrors in a photograph from World War One and Two, you think it must have been a world of evil clowns that let it happen. But now, dear listeners, I recognise that you were there. And so was I. Thank you for listening. Our content has no place on social media anymore, so please subscribe directly to www.mp-22.com.